We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency. Right now, we are hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. Check out more details at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. If you haven't already, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I love hearing from our listeners. Uh, I've shared tons of valuable content related to marketing, networking, and I share all the episodes on there as well. Today's guest is Danielle Robertson-Rath. She is the leading authority on the science behind caffeine and energy drinks, the best-selling author of How to Get Shit Done When You Feel Like Shit, the host of the Caffeine at Midnight podcast, As the founder of GEG Research and Consulting, she helps people who work long hours and use caffeine to get through the day. Green-Eyed Guide has helped shift workers, nurses, college students, and small business owners beat burnout with caffeine science. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited for you to be here as I fill up my second cup of coffee (laughs) this morning. Cheers. (laughs) Absolutely. So, and first off, I just want to say thank you for the lovely gift box of filled with caffeine goodies. Um, I am so excited to get dive in. And I love that you have this little note that says, don't eat these all in one day. (laughs) That's probably not good for me. (laughs) Right. Yes. I'm glad, I'm glad your box arrived safely. Yeah. Oh, I am definitely excited to dive in and and I'll share it with some of my, my team as well. Cause you know, we all are caffeine fueled individuals at the office here. And if you need more boxes, you can find them at caffeinecon.org. And that's for all your listeners too. I still have a few more boxes left. So if you, dear listener, would like your box, you can get it at caffeinecon.org. Love it. Way to go. All right. So let's dive in here a little bit. So you say you help people beat burnout with caffeine science. What does that even mean? <laughs> That's a great question. So essentially, caffeine is the number one coping mechanism when it comes to stress or sleep deprivation. And at, during the last uh, survey that Forbes did, which was before coronavirus, 67% of employed Americans said they struggled with burnout in the workplace. I imagine that it's more than 67% since coronavirus, but that's the best number that we have. So essentially what this means is that people are using caffeine throughout the day to help them juggle all their roles and responsibilities. And there are certain situations where caffeine can actually backfire. It can actually make your mood worse and your anxiety worse and your sleep deprivation even worse. And so what I do in my workshops is I go through my system called the five levels of fatigue. I teach people how to identify every level of fatigue. And then we talk about the ways that you can beat or manage that particular 
level of fatigue with and without caffeine. Ultimately, what it's doing is it's teaching people how to drink caffeine strategically so that you get the benefits of caffeine, like improved focus, improved mood, but you also know when not to have caffeine. And that way you're not compounding that anxiety and that burnout that you have because you have that caffeine strategy, you have that caffeine science. So it's a, it's a comprehensive plan. It addresses the caffeine as well as, you know, your physical and your mental health. Oh man, I feel like I need to do all the things that you said. <laughs> I'm, I, and I get that, you know, I, I never even realized that there's different levels of fatigue. It's either I'm exhausted or I'm going 110 miles an hour. I feel like so. Yeah. I, there's definitely a middle ground there, I'm sure. For sure. And that, I mean, honestly, that's what makes the workshop so fun. We all start by drawing a triangle on a piece of paper and like, I walk you through the levels and like, okay, draw a picture or an emoji for what it looks like when you're at fatigue level two. And what, what does it look like when you're at fatigue level three and you're stressed? What does it look like when you're fatigue level four and you're completely overwhelmed? What does it look like when you're at fatigue level five and five and you're just so burnt out, you could just lay on the ground and cry. Like, and then at the end of the workshop, everyone holds up their triangle and they all have different words or different pictures. And it just represents like, we all handle stress and fatigue differently. And maybe when I get burnt out at fatigue level five, like that's my husband's level 11. Like, you know, we all, oh, sure. we all, you know, have different tolerances for stress and burnout. So it's interesting to see what everyone's different level of fatigue looks like and means to them. And, and I've learned just for myself that sometimes I get to that point where no, no caffeine can solve that problem. Like my body is just saying, you need to chill out for a little while. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. That's a big part of my workshops too, is, you know, exactly, exactly. Like you said it, realizing there is a point at which no amount of caffeine can save you. You need to do something else. So what's your favorite caffeine related tip to share with the coffee drinkers listening right now? Well, I am a huge dog lover. And so I have something called the Barks Doggy Law, which is really a law about moderation, spoiler alert. But essentially mm -hmm. what happens in this Barks Doggy Law is that if you're bored or you're tired, one cute little doggy can come along, ruff, oh, and then your mood goes up a little bit. And then maybe another dog comes, another dog comes, another dog comes. And then you're surrounded by like, 50 yapping dogs and it's no longer cute. It's no longer improving your mood. It's actually making your mood worse. It's actually making it hard to focus. That's because stimulation and performance, sorry, uh, performance improves to a point with increasing stimulation and then you become overstimulated and your performance decreases. That's what happens when you have too much caffeine. So there's a sweet spot in this Barks Doggy Law, which is really the Yerkes Dots Law. And essentially it is finding your sweet spot where your stimulation is just enough to improve your performance, but not enough so that you're overstimulated and it pushes you over the cliff. And this is my favorite tip to give caffeine drinkers because the amount of caffeine you might need to get you to that sweet spot might vary day to day based mm -hmm. on what other stimulation you have in your environment. If it's a relatively low key day, maybe one cup of coffee will do. But if you had your kid 
throw up on you this morning and you didn't get a lot of sleep and your dog is like vomiting in the house, like when, when shit hits the fan, you might need more <laughs> caffeine, but you also need to make sure you don't fall off that cliff where it makes you even more frazzled. So that's my favorite tip. Find your caffeine sweet spot by nursing your caffeine and being extra aware of how stimulated you feel. Yeah, no, that that's really um, some solid, a solid tip for sure. I love the analogy with the dogs. I have two doggies, so I totally get the, <laughs> sometimes we're house sitting and we have another doggy in, in, the, in the mix, but yeah, <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, definitely there's, there's a tipping point of too much and, and then you can't function, you know, I, and I've experienced that where you're getting shaky and you're more paranoid about how you feel your heart's racing and that's not productive. Right. Counter, counterproductive to what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at making connections to share your story, because I, I mean, I'm curious in general, like I'm not going out saying, how can I use caffeine to be more productive? So you've got to really do a good job telling your story. How do you connect with your ideal clients? It really does require me to be a chameleon because it depends on who I'm talking to. And I've learned this the hard way. If I'm talking to someone like an HR rep, they might not care so much about my background in biochemistry and food science or how many years I spent studying caffeine. They wanna know, okay, how can I keep my workers happy and safe? How can I keep them from quitting? How can I keep them from getting hurt? Because that's all the stuff that's gonna hurt my bottom line. And so when I'm networking, I do the best I can to identify the pain points of the person who I'm talking to. And usually my target audience is usually someone in operations or human resources, someone that has the power to book me for a workshop with their employees to walk them through the five levels of fatigue. But yeah, I mean, certain people want to know that I'm a published author and I've published research papers and I've got degrees in biochemistry, blah, blah, blah. Other people don't care. They want to know that I've been there on the manufacturing floor, that I've worked night shift. They want to know that I can actually relate to what their day-to-day struggles really are. Oh, I, I think that's a great way to tackle that is really that speaking to the specific pains that are, that people are addressing, but, um, <clears throat> Are you, are you, do you, you, I'm assuming you're offering things virtually right now. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So you can work anywhere really, right? Yeah. Actually COVID is kind of, I mean, it's been difficult for the speaking business, but as a mom of two kids, my, my youngest is a year, my oldest is two. So like traveling is really difficult right now. So I'm, I'm kind of happy that there's a pivot towards virtual speaking engagements because it makes my job a whole lot easier. And the five levels of fatigue workshop that I talked about earlier, where you draw triangles on a paper and Mm -hmm. that's super easy to do virtually because you just, you know, you just walk them through it and it's very interactive. So yeah, everything, everything I'm doing workshop wise is virtual and I love it. That's great. This is a, a quick, a great time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. 
Danielle, we started talking about relationships and, and connecting a little bit. Can you share with our listeners your most successful or favorite networking experience that you've had? Absolutely. So one of my most successful networking experiences was actually me like stalking different food science groups on Instagram. <laughs> I would I would go through Instagram and be like, oh, I see you have a speaker. Did you know I also speak? I speak about caffeine and energy drinks. You know, could could I be a speaker for your food science group? Um, and I've got quite a lot of gigs that way. But one of them in particular was actually with the Cal State, the California State University of Long Beach. Um, California is my, my home state. So I'm happy to have that, that type of connection. And so stalking the Cal State University of Long Beach food science group connected me with a food science professor there. And since that initial interaction, since that initial interaction on Instagram, I've done four guest lectures for her class and we've actually submitted research papers together. So she's one of my favorite connections, my favorite source of referrals. And I just love working with her as a scientist. So I never would have met her if it wasn't for, you know, me reaching out to people on Instagram. I, I love that. <laughs> I think it's funny that you started with the stalking, but really that's, I mean, look, that's why social media is there. People are putting themselves out there so that others can find them. And it sounds like it was an amazing connection. If you've been guest lecturing multiple times to this, this um, group, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So as you continue to build your network, how do you stay in front of and best nurture these relationships? Well, it is a struggle. I mean, I I find that I go too long without calling my grandma. So for a long time, I was looking for a system like, how do I remember to call my friends and my clients and my customers and my own relatives? So what I found is that Zendesk has an app called Cell. And in it, you can load your contacts and you can load tasks and reminders. And so that's probably been the most effective system I've found for helping me stay in front of my network and keep track of leads as well as keep track of previous clients as well as keep track of like my best friends who are great supporters of my work and supporters of me as a person. So yeah, that that app is kind of my go-to for staying in front of my network. I, that's great. I love that you're using a tool to, to help you stay in front of um, your audience because it's it's hard to remember all of these things, especially if we're focused on other tasks. And as much as it's important to do that, it often, I find, gets thrown to the bottom of the to-do list. Mm-hmm. Danielle, what advice would you offer that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? Oh, my goodness. Not all networking groups are created equal. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I first got started, um, I joined a specific chamber chamber of commerce organization which had a very high fee to join and then every other week they had breakfast meetings and you were supposed to say who you've done one-on-ones with and what i found after a year of being in that group i got zero leads but i had like 60 one-on-ones and because they put so much pressure on doing these one-on-ones with people like that became the goal and so you ended up having a lot of disingenuous meetings that were just a waste of time or people that weren't trying to help you they were just trying to turn you into a customer as opposed to a source Mm -hmm. of referrals so i found another networking group that was free and already being part of them for like three months i've made a thousand dollars in book sales and workshops and caffeine treat 
boxes. So it's just, you know, it's just goes to show you that the, the networking group that might work best for you might not be what works best for your friend. So look around and try something out and be weary of the ones that require a heavy fee up front because, you know, that may or may not work for you. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice to share and um, really important to note that what, what works for you may not work for someone else and what's working for someone else may not be the best solution for you. It's nice. All right, here's a fun one. Danielle, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Oh, goodness. Well, I would definitely tell my 20-year-old self to go to a different college, study a different, <laughs> study a different major, do a different thesis. But aside from those, you know, like life-changing decisions, I would just tell myself to do more speaking gigs and to get more pictures and testimonials. Essentially, I've been speaking about energy drinks since 2004, but I didn't take a lot of pictures. I didn't get a lot of quotes or testimonials. I could have used that to prove that I really have been doing this for decades mm -hmm. so that's that's a miss on me and you know and we didn't really have like cell phones back then <laughs> like, sure. kind of dating myself energy drinks have changed a lot and so has cellular technology so I don't know I, I really wish I would have gotten more like quotes or pictures or testimonials from all the speaking gigs that I did back then yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice. I never even thought about that but to some extent um, just document the journey. I know when I was um, uh, adjunct professor um, teaching B2B sales and marketing, one of the things I always advocated for the students is regardless of where you are, the first day of your job, just take note of, of what, you know, the data points so that you can show the progress and have and say, this is what I've done. And just for yourself and for the, um, you know, your employer. But I love that. I think it's sound advice to really have some of those pictures and testimonials. Yeah, that's important. Danielle, um, I know you are excited for this question. We've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you can do it within the sixth degree? <laughs> so you're going to love this. So I would love to connect with Pierre Bouvier, who's the front man for the band Simple Plan. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time. I would love to do a caffeine and fatigue workshop with musicians that have been through the warp tour, you know, like endless, endless road trips where it's exhausting and you got to perform. They're drinking a lot of caffeine. There's caffeine everywhere. I would love to do a workshop with bands that I admire, like Simple Plan or Newfound Glory. So I don't know. I'm, I might be six degrees connected with Pierre, but that would be a dream come true. Well, how would you start that journey? <sighs> you do, you had to know this is coming in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have met him like three times, you know, but he's met thousands and thousands of people at concerts. So I, I think LinkedIn would probably be the best bet. I'm, I'm connected with some people in the music industry. So I'm wondering if they know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows this person. Sure, so sure. Yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's got to be the, the go-to. Well, and you're, you're, you're putting it out in the universe right now. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask me? What has been the hardest part about scaling your business? Oh, wow. That's a great question. 
We have an hour. Go. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. Where do I start? Um, you know, I would say, oh, I, I have a lot of things I want to say about this. First and foremost, not having the processes structured in a way that they scale with the business has probably been the biggest challenge because as you add new team members and new clients and your, your message is getting, you know, a further reach, um, there's higher demands and you just need to make sure that there's efficiencies and how to get the work done. The way you did it when you had three people on your team changes significantly when you have seven or 10 or 15 people on your team. So you have to be constantly evaluating the processes and on how you do things. That was a tough question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I really threw a curveball at you there. <laughs> you did. I appreciate that. I do. <laughs> that's, I, that's why I don't necessarily prep you with that one. <laughs> um, I, I understand you have an offer to share with our listeners. I do. Uh, I've, got, I've got quite a few here. So sure. if your listeners enjoy drinking caffeine, then I have a free download, which is called the Energy Drink Report Card. This is by far my most popular download. And what it is, it's a PDF that has not just energy drinks, but also the top selling coffees like Starbucks double shot, and also the top selling teas like Arizona iced tea or honest tea, different things that are ready to drink, right? Like not the not the type of teas that you brew in a cup or the type of coffees that you have to make in a machine, but where do the top selling energy drinks, coffees, and teas fall on a scale of you can drink this every day versus like avoid this at all costs. So in this, in this uh, download, um, you can see where the, where the different things fall in, uh, in a red, yellow, or green category. So ultimately this is showing you like how good or bad this is for your health. You can get the energy drink report card at greeneyedguide.com slash freebies. All right, cool. We will include that information in our show notes. And the other thing, since you did mention it at the very beginning, um, my best-selling book, How to Get Shit Done When You Feel Like Shit, uh, that's available on Amazon. You can get it via Kindle for like $2.99, but you can also get it as a paperback. So that is on Amazon. I'm definitely going to take a look at that one. <laughs> All right. So Danielle, if anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Either direct messages on Instagram or via email at info at greeneyedguide.com. Love it. All right. We will include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This is an awesome conversation. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was an honor. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Danielle for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned, if you haven't connected with me on LinkedIn, I highly recommend you do that. If not, check out our Facebook group, Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.